This is episode 53 of Sunday Morning Manga for Sunday, January 14, 2024. It is not safe for work. Let's get started. Welcome to Sunday Morning Manga. I am Derek S. McGrath. My pronouns are he, him, his. Welcome back to new episodes. I apologize for taking a few months off. I'll talk about that hiatus later in the live stream and in upcoming weeks. And I can't promise that I will be able to have an episode out each weekend, but I will be back to a more frequent release. Ideally, I am live every Sunday, 11 a.m. Eastern on Twitch and YouTube at Derek S. McGrath with an audio-only version available later in the week wherever you get your podcasts. You can find a transcript and links from today's episode at DerekSMcGrath.wordpress.com. Contributions are appreciated at coffee.com slash DerekSMcGrath. Get early access to works in progress at patreon.com slash DerekSMcGrath. Purchases from my Amazon wishlist are also appreciated. And you can email me at Derek.S.McGrath at gmail.com. Every Sunday when I'm actually doing an episode, there is a live reaction to a newly released manga chapter. Today, I was finally going to get to a live reaction to the newest chapter of Martial Master Asumi, something I promised months ago, but there's no new chapter today. So without any new chapters to discuss today, I thought I'd talk about something still pretty recent, but which is also continuing off of a project I haven't gotten around to finishing. Last year, I did audio commentaries for Seasons 5 and 6 of Bungo Stray Dogs. I had not finished uploading the video version of the Season 6 finale to YouTube, although the rough audio version is available to listen to for free on Patreon until I can get around to editing it for wherever you get your podcasts. The problem is not only time availability on my part to finish editing, but also a commitment. The finale of Season 6 of Bungo Stray Dogs was so frustrating that to talk about everything I want to and then edit it would take more time. But there are four factors that convinced me to at least touch upon some of those problems for today's episode. First factor, I need something to talk about because, again, no new manga chapter this week. Second factor, I need to get this discussion behind me, and this is one of the ways I can get some closure and move on. Third factor, Don to Don. I'll get back to that, but yeah, talking about where the Bungo Stray Dogs anime went wrong can help clarify where the Don to Don manga has gone well and where I hope its anime adaptation doesn't go. Final factor, my friend Alexis Duran gifted me some Bungo Stray Dogs light novels, so that is new-to-me content that I can at least touch upon today to stay current and offer content related to something one of my contributors shared, so thanks Alexis for this gift from Shameless Plug, my Amazon wishlist. Link is in the description. Let me try to break all this down into three parts. Where the Bungo Season 6 finale failed, how Don to Don can risk falling into the same trap, and what in the Bungo Stray Dogs light novels could have saved the Season 6 finale from falling apart. Also, disclaimer before I continue, a lot of what I'm sharing today comes from walls of text I would write up just to get it out of my system and 
some hate conversation with my friend Alec Roach. So hat tip to Alec for being the sounding board and listening to what I had to share. Some of what I say is pretty much quoted from what I wrote to Alec. So what I had to say would not have existed in its present form, both in ideas that were inspired and the structure it took if I didn't get to talk with Alec. So thank you, Alec, for being a sounding board. Now on to the discussion about why the Bungo Stray Dogs season six finale didn't work. I still do not know where to start. There is so much about the Bungo season six finale that didn't work. The episode count for seasons five and six was not enough to fill in sufficient background details on Tachihara's motivation to clue the audience in earlier that Fukuchi's goals were debatably noble, but most definitely accomplished through unforgivable actions. That state power centralized unilaterally are wrong, that the United Nations and governments worldwide have ignored lessons to gain from mistakes made during war, and that failed to care for the physical and emotional recovery of soldiers that they treat like disposable machinery. It doesn't speak well that these compelling ideas about whether there can never be a just war and whether any government can be trusted with so much power falls apart because we hinge this story on Fukuchi, a character we really should have met far earlier in the series so that we have some personal investment if not in the theme and message of this story, then at least in this character. And Fukuzawa, who, while quickly made into a compelling character thanks to the season 5 light novel adaptation, is a non-entity for so much of seasons 5 and 6 because he is off-screen so that the spotlight is put onto Yosano, who, frankly, becomes the compelling protagonist that Fukuzawa should have been, and so that the spotlight can also be put on to Atushi, who, sorry, is wasted as a protagonist in Season 6. Speaking of, we don't give enough time for Atushi and Akutagawa's rivalry and intimacy to make their fight against Fukuchi matter. A fight promoted in the Season 5 opening credits, but delayed until Season 6, at which point it is a dull fight that is undone by a dull representation of time travel. And I'll have more to say about that later, so put a pin in that. But to circle back to my earlier point, we hinge this deep meditative discussion about the ethics of war and state power on Fukuchi and Fukuzawa. Two characters we have not gone to know as well as we could earlier, although at least we learned enough about Fukuzawa over six seasons that he is compelling enough, but sidelined too long. Meanwhile, the B or C plot to season six introduced so late in the story about Aya and Bram Stoker is compelling, albeit perhaps less ambitious, and maybe that is why it works. It is just a story of a girl who has been pressured to be someone she isn't, who admires a father who cannot return that same admiration or love, who finds a surrogate father in a limbless vampire with depression. Like, none of this should work this well, 
And it is unfortunately that meme where the person looks at the work in pop culture, the message goes right over their head because they are staring at some comparatively minor details to that work. That's what is happening here. The powerful message about surrogate parenting goes over my head because I'm giggling about the dynamic between a loud, passionate girl and her adoptive, depressed, limbless vampire surrogate father. But that isn't the only problem with Boongo Stray Dog Season 6. It's also a problem of translating those visuals on the manga page to what appears on the TV screen. Boongo Stray Dog Season 6 was hit or miss on improving upon choices made in the original manga. Trying to transpose those static panels to animated storyboards. Sometimes it worked great, such as the manga freezing on that moment in time before Akutsugawa bites Atsushi. Other times, both the manga and the anime failed at that, sacrificing the Grecian urn quality of Akutsugawa forever frozen in time before biting Atsushi, just grazing his teeth over his neck and instead rushing to the deeply unsatisfying moment of Akutsugawa just biting Atsushi and getting it over with. And yeah, we should talk about queer potential here as well, and how annoying it is that the anime decides to just jump into the bite instead of slowing down, and how this may or may not speak poorly about handling sex scenes in larger media where everything gets rushed instead of teasing things out, but this is a long diatribe. Where am I going with this? A few weeks ago, I saw some vlogger with an obnoxious title and thumbnail for their video, where they said that if people are so bothered with flaws in an anime adapted from a manga, then just go read the manga as if that solves the problem. It doesn't. The point of the criticism is whether the anime works on its own, and when it doesn't, and upon seeing a manga taking the same story beats and better communicating that story through static images, and hence not constrained by arbitrary running times per episode, yeah, it is entirely fair to hold the anime to a higher standard when the original manga did it better or when a comic may be more adept at presenting that same story in a more effective way. This is the unfortunate trade-off moving from what is on a page to what is on a screen. While animation gives us motion, it does so at the expense of the time that motion takes place, because there are only so many frames that can be drawn and animated. And it used to be that a comic was at a disadvantage compared to animation due to what else was missing. Acting, voice, music. But with video comics, that difference is gone because you can get that acting, voice, music, and so on. To throw all of that away and say, go read the comic, ignores what is missing in the animation. And that's not even getting into other topics I didn't get to cover during this hiatus, such as the abusive, toxic, and overworked conditions at animation studios in Japan and elsewhere, compromising the quality of storytelling in animation, and making comics look more appealing, while not ignoring the similarly abusive, toxic, and overworked conditions in the comics industry in Japan and elsewhere, 
where churning out stories on a monthly or even weekly basis damages artists' health and the quality of the story. And that's why I'm scared going into Don to Don. This will connect all that ranting about Bungo Stray Dogs, so bear with me. Starring serialization in April 2021, the manga Don is the creation of Yukinobu Tatsu. The story begins in a pretty immature fashion, persists with that immaturity, yet tones down that immaturity to let the strong characterization and dynamic visual action carry the story. Go to the Viz website and read Don Dadon. My words cannot adequately describe what this series does so well with its black and white artwork. And this is a weekly Monday release that is able to have such consistently well done artwork. And the reason it is so good is because the series doesn't really progress its story very far with each chapter. That's not only because chapters are frequently devoted to one fight or even just a portion of a fight, although it helps. It's also because it feels like the story wants to take its time to let a moment linger. A joke can last for pages, the cycle of a emotion, what instigates it, the immediate reaction to it, the processing of that emotion and how it lingers, the acceptance of that emotion and the falling action of that emotion can take up an entire chapter. So, I'm scared of what an anime will do. It was recently announced that animation studio Science Saru, who just did that Scott Pilgrim anime, and no, I haven't sat through it, fuck Netflix, and also, no, that plot twist pisses me off, I don't want this. Anyway, Science Saru will adapt Don to Don as an anime to come out October 2024, and I cringe. I just pointed out how slow the manga chapters are. What will happen in an anime? Do you drag out a moment longer than it needs to be so that you're not adapting up to six chapters per episode? Or do you adapt six chapters per an episode, not only rushing through the story, the emotions, the plot beats, and the moments of character progression, but also use up all manga chapters available and had to go on an extended hiatus, like I'm one to talk, until a new season can be produced. Because all of those problems I just listed are what happened to Bungo Stray Dogs. Numerous chapters were forced into one episode. The plot was rushed. Emotions and plot beats and moments of character progression were sped up or cut. And what's worse? The Bungo Stray Dogs anime got through the entire arc before the manga finished it, the manga is still not done with that arc. And that is just bad marketing. There are numerous reasons to have an anime adapted from a manga. One of them is to get people to read the manga to see the story continue if the anime hasn't gone to that part of the story yet. What incentive is there to pick up the Bungo Stray Dogs manga to read the story that you already saw end in the anime. The benefit is that you get to see how a comic makes different choices than the anime to tell that same story, but I'm sorry to say, 
I don't think the Bungo Stray Dogs manga has made better choices than the anime. If anything, I think the manga depended too much on imitating the same storyboards, but in a less engaging fashion, refusing to use the medium of comics to frame and quote-unquote animate the story in a way better suited to the comics medium. And it's still not done. We are still reading through that manga, seeing through the same awful plot choices, all to prop up Fukuchi as a dull villain and Fukuzawa as an underdeveloped protagonist, also that this arc will end like a watered-down firecracker. But there was a way to fix this season of Bungo Stray Dogs, and it's a lesson that Don to Don should take as well. An anime doesn't have to wrap up everything. A season of an anime can end without finishing its arc. You can leave things for the next season and let that arc reach its conclusion in a satisfying way by taking the episodes you need to take. And I get it, that Studio Bones had to commit to a number of episodes, so if you slow down the pace of the Bungo Stray Dogs arc, then you're also going to have to figure out what you can do to simultaneously keep the arc moving forward but not slowing down too much just to avoid reaching the conclusion. But you can do it, and it doesn't require filler or going too slow. But it does require doing something I never wanted to say, and it's what Bungo Stray Dogs Season 6 needed to make a better season. Bungo Stray Dogs Season 6 needed a light novel. And just saying that is anathema to me. When seasons 5 and 6 of Bungo Stray Dogs were announced, I devoted numerous posts and discussions to how I imagined the episode counts would be dispersed to adapt as many manga chapters as possible, while still retaining plot clarity and character progression. Too bad Studio Bones focused on adapting as much of the manga as possible, while sacrificing plot clarity and character progression. When I plotted out which manga chapter seasons 5 and 6 could adapt, I was hesitant about adapting any light novels. Every season of Bungo Stray Dogs adapted a light novel until we got to season 6, which did not. And I thought initially, because season 6 picks up immediately after season 5, it made sense not to adapt a light novel because it would interrupt the plot that started in Season 5 and was continuing in Season 6, and given Studio Bones' track record, the likelihood the light novel adaptation would be good in terms of being an adaptation and saying something meaningful about the ongoing story and about Season 6, and would not just confuse the audience or disrupt the pacing. The likelihood that a light novel adaptation could do all of that well was unlikely. Just given how Studio Bones had enough missteps in adapting previous light novels that I didn't think it was worth the risk of harming season 6. I was wrong. It was worth the risk. Adapting a light novel for season 6 could not have made season 6 any worse than it already was, which, yes, season 6 had too many flaws for me to call it a good season. And yes, that means a light novel adaptation 
would have made the season either still bad, or at least bad in a different way, or bad due to being ambitious but not sticking the landing, or, by some small chance, good because the light novel would have reframed everything that came after to make the rest of season 6 clearer in its plot and more compelling in its character progression. Why would a light novel adaptation have helped? And why should that light novel adaptation have been 55 minutes? Let me explain. Season 6 suffered in pacing in part because it tried to wrap up the entire Decay of the Angel arc instead of ending on a cliffhanger and finishing that arc in an as-yet-not-announced Season 7, and doing so not only to give plot and characterization room to breathe, but also to have at least two episodes to adapt a light novel. So, I was wrong in saying there shouldn't have been a light novel adaptation for Season 6, but I did give myself an out. I had said there shouldn't have been a light novel adaptation for season 6, but I also said that if there had to be one that adapting the light novel titled 55 Minutes would have been a decent choice, so I got that detail correct. Granted, I had said a lot of things about seasons 5 and 6 and had other light novel recommendations as well, so this is less that I was correct and more that I had enough hypotheses to cover all bases and wrongly take credit for predicting something because, as I have to keep repeating, predictions are bullshit. People do not predict things. That's not what a prediction is. What is 55 Minutes about? Well, spoilers. It is Atushi stuck working with Akutagawa, again, but it's because Atushi needs Akutagawa's help and Akutagawa isn't listening and just trying to kill him because this novel is set sometime after the season 1 wrap up but before the fight against Fitzgerald and the guild on the Moby Dick. It takes place on Standard Island, a mechanical island constructed as a neutral zone after a major global war in the Bungo Stray Dog setting and it involves Atushi getting help from a new character with limited time travel powers. And all of this was needed to understand Season 6, because Season 6 just drops you into this story as if you read this light novel and know what's happening, and I'm going to guess you don't. We have Standard Island, which you never saw. We have someone with time travel, which, while not incomprehensible to your average viewer, is such an immense power-up for an antagonist that it makes him impossible to defeat and, surprise, he is never defeated by the end of Season 6. He lets himself get defeated, making this all one annoying shaggy dog story, all because the antagonist is overpowered with a too-powerful time travel gimmick as opposed to our 55 minutes new character whose time travel is limited to, say it with me, 55 minutes. Oh, Season 6 is repeating the tired Akutagawa versus Atushi rivalry that has regressed rather than progress because we aren't giving the audience a standard by which to compare it to, a standard from Standard Island that would have shown how bad that partnership was in the light novel 55 minutes, but which is so much better by the time we get to Season 6. So, to review why Season 6 didn't work. 
Standard Island holds no way for the anime-only viewers. The time travel comes across less as a believable power that could exist in this setting, and instead seems like a superpower the writer pulled out of their ass. And Akutagawa and Atushi yet again squabbling, but managing to form a partnership has become so redundant that, without having a more obvious and earlier example where their partnership failed, therefore also fails to show how far they have come. For all of these reasons, that is why 55 Minutes needs to be adapted first by the anime, so that, first, we set up the role of Standard Island. It is a familiar setting, we have been here before, we get to contrast what it used to look like in 55 Minutes to how it looks now in Season 6 to indicate the passage of time. Second, we set up that time travel is already a thing, and Atushi knows about it so that he immediately understands Fukuji's power because Atushi already was the victim of time travel before. And our character with the time travel in 55 minutes is a weaker form of time travel, therefore raising the stakes. If Atushi had a problem adjusting to someone with that far more limited form of time travel, then how is he going to win against someone whose time travel abilities are even more powerful? And third, so that 55 minutes, as the earlier story, shows what a failure Atushi and Akutagawa are as a team while having to fight together on Standard Island so that when we get to the present day against Fukuchi on a ship off the coast of Standard Island where Atushi and Akutagawa are a better team and still can't win, we feel something. History rhyming. And... Not to engage in fan service too much, whether fan service for the lit nerds or fan service for the people who want to see attractive characters, but 55 minutes also needs to be adapted for the Jules Verne fans and for the people who correctly simp for Bungo Stray Dog's version of H.G. Wells, who is a very pretty character. Think 14th Doctor simping for Sir Isaac Newton. So. What was the point of everything I just said? I admit that this discussion is more stream of consciousness than I wanted. But my point is that the production structure for anime is fraught with difficulties. And it does require whiny fans like me to lower expectations. But it also is hampering the better quality in storytelling and animation that could be done with these annotations if there wasn't such a restrictive pipeline that was rushing production, underpaying staff, and creating products that are disposable rather than long-lasting. Yes, this is just as much me wanting a story to be how I want it to be, hiding that selfish desire behind the facade of a more noble argument that labor is undervalued, underpaid, and overworked, but that is no less true that failing to support your workers not only harms audience enjoyment and the quality of the story, but is also harming your workers. Pay your workers in animation well. Oh, and fuck SAG AFRA, fucking AI deal that harms voice actors is some bullshit. So, I'll wrap up there for today. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Sunday Morning Manga especially after this long hiatus. Let me end with some questions. Have you read Don to Don? 
Am I worrying too much about whether the same feelings inspired by a static black and white comic can be adequately communicated in full color animation? And is it unfair to compare Don to Don and Bungo Stray Dogs when they are going for completely different types of stories? Let me know your thoughts in the comment section or email me derek.s.mcgrath at gmail.com. If you like what you heard, please let me know. Contributions at coffee.com slash Derek S. McGrath and patreon.com slash Derek S. McGrath are appreciated. Please include a note to let me know what you liked in the live stream and what you would like to hear more of. And your contributions give you the opportunity to recommend works for me to cover each week. You can join other coffee and Patreon contributors such as Emily Lauer and to mention them yet again, Alec Roach and Alexis Duran. Thank you all for your support. And if you like what you heard, or didn't like what you heard, check out Other People's Awesome Stuff. A blog roll of recommended people to check out is at my site, DerekSMcGrath.wordpress.com. Today, I am promoting the stories of Ivan Navi. They are a novelist with books including Reaper. I was happy to get to work on something with Ivan Navi a few months ago during my hiatus, and I hope to share an update on that project in the near future. Please check out Ivan's website, ivan-navi.com. Please purchase their books at various popular bookstores, and please look forward to more stories coming from them soon. And one more thing before we wrap up today, there is a lot of news I haven't talked about due to being offline for a few months, so let me summarize this. The 2024 election is between survival and fascism. The Republican Party legislates to kill by guns, by denial of health care, including denial of abortion, by poisoning the water and the air with pollution, by endorsing a literal insurrectionist. The Democratic Party is directly opposed to what the Republicans are doing, and I do not give a damn whether that is not enough for myself or for anyone else. I know that we have a better chance of surviving voting for Democrats, whereas Republicans will get us all killed. I do not care about any excuse. You vote for Biden and Democrats, or you risk the end of our safety. If you want to have a chance to have peace for Palestine, to protect and expand trans rights and gay rights and civil rights for marginalized people, you are only going to get that under Biden. Not if that orange dipshit or yet another Republican gets the White House and more Congress and more the judiciary. So don't make some excuse and make sure you vote for Biden and the Democrats. And if you can legally vote where you live, check your voter registration at vote.org and while you're at, look up any local race in your area. See whether a Democrat is running for that seat and get to work getting the best Democrat you can find into office. Please visit postcards2voters.org for more information about how a campaign. But there I go being political again. That's all for this weekend. Next time I will finally get to a live reaction to Marshall Master Asumi Chapter 29. But as I really am not liking that manga, let's compare it to series creator Kawada's previous work, the much, much, much better manga and anime, Hinumaru Sumo. Stay tuned for that episode on another Sunday morning. I hope sooner rather than later and not after another months-long hiatus. 
Please check for schedule updates at youtube.com slash Derek S. McGrath. Until next time, stay safe out there, people. Make sure to mask up, get vaccinated, install ad blockers, register to vote, campaign against fascism and war and genocide and terrorism, and learn and practice anti-bigotry. I've been Derek S. McGrath. You have a good afternoon. Bye. Sunday Morning Manga is intended for information and entertainment purposes only. All names, pictures, and sounds are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content is the intellectual property of the speaker, me, unless otherwise indicated. The views and opinions expressed on this live stream are those of the speaker, me, and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any other persons mentioned in this stream. Aside from the names of Patreon and copy contributors, other persons, businesses, organizations, or entities mentioned in this episode are not sponsors of this episode. My remarks about those persons, businesses, organizations, and entities are not paid endorsements. The views and opinions expressed on this live stream are those of the speaker, me, and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of coffee contributors, Patreon contributors, or any other persons mentioned in this stream. Music today include the tracks titled Los Angeles by Music Production, Sunshine by Lemon Music Studio, News Time by Monument underscore Music. These songs are royalty free and available at Pixabay. Links are in the description.